0: Hey fellow pilgrims, welcome to a pilgrim lost bonus podcast episode. Uh, where we've got Mark Portrait, producer Mark on the line with a live what's going on in the middle of the Camino. He's in Lyon right now, so he's about two-thirds of the way through his Camino. Um, he has so much to share about his heart experience, his relational experience, how his body's holding up all of that stuff. So please stay on and listen to this really special bonus pod. But before we go there, I wanted to tell you about something. Our friend, Kari Gale, who helped start Pilgrim Lost. She's one of the people who created the idea. She is having an online, uh, workshop on, uh, travel art and it's called the art of walking Camino de Santiago Pilgrim Journal Online Workshop. So if you if you love the Camino, if you love the idea of art and learning more about art, if you love the idea about how to capture your experiences in something so personal as your own drawing, your own colors, your own, your own ability to, to put it down on paper, this is something to check out. It is taking place August 6th. And the registration deadline is July 27th. And if you're outside the U.S., it is July 6th. So go to KariGale.com. You'll see right on the first page, you can just click and go and register for this wonderful workshop that we're excited to support. So go Kari and let's get to Mark. Welcome pilgrim lost come walk with us while we explore life in hopeful motion all right believe it or not we're here with producer mark producer mark who is more than halfway through his pilgrimage along the camino de santiago he can see the cathedral on the horizon his heart is full of song mark how are you
1: i'm doing great tony i'm just absolutely loving every step and every minute of the camino francis fabulous
0: well just start by just giving us the you know how's how's it been as it, has it met your expectations like what how would you describe the experience? I mean, you've been walking now for 20 days, close to 20
1: days? Uh, longer, longer, um, close to 30 days, getting closer to 30 days. Um, okay. I flew out of uh, Portland on the 9th of May, arrived in St. Jean, Pier de Port on the 10th, uh, had a quiet rest day there to kind of get the jet lag uh, out of my system and then headed up to up the pyrenees on the 12th so getting close to getting close to three and a half weeks here so um yeah and it, it it has been really interesting in many respects the trip up and over the pyrenees was rigorous but i don't think anywhere near as difficult as i anticipated i i had real real reservations about it read a lot about it and lots of people were just really struggling and um, what one of the things that's been interesting for me is that i've discovered i really like climbing and Mm. so the the uphill sections have actually been kind of fun and uh, there's more coming when i get to the other side of astorga there's uh there's some more climbing to get to santiago but but I'm actually, I like the uphill. It, it's got a nice rhythm to it. My body likes it, the, my heart rate climbs and it's it's actually been pretty, pretty cool. So, um, you know, the physical side has been pretty good. My feet are good. My body feels great. I, you know, I have aches and pains but I haven't really broken down at any point or had any real failure of my body. So that is a great relief because the body that I selected to bring with me is an old one and oh, yeah 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 I, I I applied for a young one and 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 I was denied no, you were denied I, I had to take the one that I was uh I was uh, dealt so uh so it, it, on that note I, I will tell you and you know this the this the the bodies the shapes the the ages uh of the men and women out here walking is just astounding And sometimes you look at someone and you think, oh, they they can't, it's just that they're not built for this and they just go flying past you. Um, There's a woman that I met from Australia who's walked several different Caminos in Spain. Her name is Robin. She's probably in her early seventies. She's thin as a rail and I couldn't keep up with her. She absolutely just blew past me and I tried to keep up after we chatted briefly and I, I had no chance. She's just a beast. So, um, and you meet people that look like they're way out of shape and they, they're doing great too. So it's a, it's a really interesting process, how people respond to the, to the physical side.
0: Okay. I want to hear, I want to hear about two things. I want to hear about just the whole relational dynamic. So let's start with that. Talk, 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 talk to me about what you're experiencing relationally.
1: Well one of the things that I think I was concerned about and I know that my wife was concerned about was that I just anticipated long periods of uh solitude right. and it ha- it just has not happened matter of fact of all the days I've walked I've only had one day from start to finish where I was alone we just you just meet so many people and so the relational side has been extraordinary I've met people from uh, virtually all parts of the world, people from Taiwan, people from Australia, lots of Brits, lots of Irish, um, tons of Germans. So it's been, uh, it's been really, really an international experience. And uh, I've, I've, I don't think I anticipated just how wonderful all of that was going to turn out to be. I met four women that were traveling together from Northern Ireland. They're from Belfast. One was a minister. The other three were attorneys, super smart women. And, uh, I was traveling with them for the better part of a week. And it was absolutely just a hoot. They're just so much fun. You tend to, you know, separate from time to time and then you kind of find each other at a cafe somewhere on the way, or at the end of the day, you find, you, you contact each other and you end up having dinner together. So we've had some wonderful, wonderful, uh, wonderful times it's amazing how quickly relationships form here Mm -hmm. that that is the that is something that I don't think I really understood before I came out and that you have in some respects you maintain uh uh you build intimate relationships very very quickly you talk about things that if you were meeting someone in your hometown you might you might have a handful of get togethers before you even started to sort of reveal a little bit about the uh, the things that might be troubling you or things that you're struggling with or, or challenges that you have in your life. But on the Camino, it seems to happen within the first kilometer. And so you have these crash courses on getting to know each other. And it's wonderful because everyone seems to be traveling in that same mode. And right. as, a res, as a result, there's lots of opportunities to sort of for introspection and dialogue and really, really good stuff. So um, that's been that's been really, really wonderful. Some of the people I've met, um, you, you know, you, 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 you people are in tears uh, within uh, a day of sitting right. down yeah. and having a beer and talking so there's there's a lot going on there's a lot of people here that are just resetting their lives so emotionally right spiritually there's a lot of depth to what's going on mm-hmm. so you you meet people i met a woman in sagoon who was a uh, she was a volunteer at a monastery and she happened to be sitting out on a park bench and i was waiting to get into a mass and we started chatting and she just lost her husband They've been married for I think close to fifty years, and she was really here to try to sort through what the rest of her life was gonna look like. Wow, but you know and that that was within ten minutes of our meeting. and so there's there's people here that are really really wrestling with some difficult things, losing a spouse, uh, a marriage that's failed, um children that they're estranged from or. Or uh, or young people that are uh, in school and not quite sure that they are pursuing the right career direction, so they they come out to try to sort through what uh, what they're doing. So um, there are people here yeah. that are, are are moving recreationally, you know, Tony, but not many, not very many, right. not many that I've met. The majority right. of people here are, are here for a real purpose.
0: Yeah, it just reminds me, you know, we started this whole thing because of this belief that that the commun wasn't this fanciful thing. It might actually be more real than normal life. It might be more what humanity was meant to be. Not... Not in the trappings of life, because obviously you're not going to work and all those other things, but in the experience, how we experience life, it might be closer to reality. There's this very, very old spiritual idea, you know, it seemed like for as far back as we have record, the priests were a class of people. They were like this special group of spiritual people within the tribe or within the nation or within the country or whatever. And they were responsible for sort of the spirituality of the greater community. And then there's this amazing turn that happens 2,000 years ago where it goes, no, everyone is a priest. Live as if everyone is a priest and therefore every room is a confessional. Every yeah. room is a chance to be ministered to, and you can minister, and they can minister right back within the moment. and that sounds like that's what you're experiencing
1: hundred percent. yeah, that's a really good description of exactly what's transpiring the The speed and 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 uh, ferocity of it is is stunning sometimes, yeah. you know um, and uh, and it's been very, very worthwhile. just lots of lots of things. Lots of learning, lots of interesting things. One thing that is a little off topic, but something that I think has been made a big impression on me is that when you travel in a part of the world that is ancient, you you realize just how uh, unique we are in the West, uh, especially the Western United States, where if a building's 100 or 150 years old, it's like a huge deal. And the majority of buildings are not. Towns are, you know, formed, you know, incorporated in 1938, um, and and when you when you travel through communities where these buildings are so old, we we two days ago we hiked past and and I stopped and went through a church that was built by the Knights Templar, probably 800 years ago. Yeah, it's still standing. Yeah. And um, when you see buildings like that, you begin to get a sense for your role, just passing through. I mean, and when I say passing through, I don't mean walking. I mean, in life, you're right. just you're just passing through your you, you have a short stint to impact the community and family and people around you. Um, and I and I don't sense that in the West In the West, it, everything feels sort of infinite, you know, like, like no one came before you and no one's coming after you. And here it's very different. And I think it, it there's a humility that comes with right. that type of an experience. Um, yeah. So that was new for me. I mean, I've traveled a bit around the world, but that th- this is, this has given me a greater appreciation for it because of the amount of, you know, the amount of, old structures and old communities right. right
0: yeah i i i observe it as in the west again I, this is what i know i'm from oregon western united states uh it's we're so culturally our story so young particularly those of us who are immigrated here i'm not talking about the indigenous people mm-hmm. and um and there's this thought that that, that my story is the most important story like my the thing that's happening right now is the most important thing that's ever happened, you know? And, and you get in some older cultures around, um, older people, indigenous people. And like, no, we're, we're just writing a page, you know, we're just, we're just a part of this thing. We're just adding, we're just adding a line to the poem. Is all we're doing. And, uh, does that, am I, am I hearing you correctly? 100%.
1: Yeah. That that's, very much how it feels. It's, it's funny. I went and toured the Cathedral de Santa Maria de Lyon today. It's the cathedral here in Lyon. It is absolutely astounding. I, yes. I mean, it's a massive, massive structure. Yes. And uh, breathtaking on the inside. I mean, you get inside of it and it just take it literally, you just, it takes your breath away. It was built in 50 years, which by standards of these types of buildings that was like a rush job right yeah i mean they built it in in 50 years well i mean i don't know if i've ever seen a building in the united states that took 50 years to build and yet this one they did they built it magnificently in 50 and they did a really it was a it was a it was a rush job right so uh (laughs) so uh so yeah it's very very different it's just uh it's really really wonderful the people are great the locals for the most part seem genuinely happy to see you you run into a few grumpy people but that's the same everywhere um, but i do find that they are uh, genuinely happy to see pilgrims and there's lots of people waving and and cheering you on as you're walking which is really encouraging It's great yeah
0: how about any anything you can share or would like to share about just sort of your inner life and what you've been processing or what's been going on there you don't have to get in details because i know that stuff you you're in a tender part of it
1: yeah um it uh yes i, I will tell you that uh you know I, i've recently retired uh from my professional life and uh so this is a uh a hinge if you want you know if you will a kind of a hinge moment into a new life and it has caused me to really deeply evaluate everything about what I do and who I am and how I go about doing what I do. And that has been really, really significant. Uh, How it all uh, plays out when I get home remains to be seen. But the experience that I'm having here is that I've I've been able to tap into what I believe is more of the core of who I am as a person. And um, less of whatever I, you know, kind of created to move myself professionally through my career. And that has been really very refreshing. Um, the way that people have responded to, uh, to hanging out with me has been really unusual. There, that, that has taken me aback a bit. Uh, it surprised me a bit and there, there has been genuine affection for being together, and that has um, also been a bit of a surprise. So I, I've had a chance to, to, uh, to dig in and look at some things that I might not have looked at in the busyness of life, even retired life, and that has been super refreshing. So I'm keeping a journal, uh, lots of notes I'm taking on things that I'm thinking about. And uh, as a friend of mine who just got off the communal told me, uh, it it takes a while to decompress when you get back and sort through everything that you experienced and how you're going to move forward with the new toolbox that you accumulate on the the way.
0: Um, I'm not going to keep you much longer. Do you want to tell the shoe story?
1: <laughs> I'd be happy to. It's a Camino miracle. There, there's all these things that seem to be happening along the way here that just work out, which is such a joy, you know. But uh, uh, I, I, I trained for the better part of a year, and uh, I settled on a particular shoe that I fell in love with. It's the Hoka Speed Goat 4. And, um, I went through a couple of pair at home and I talked to the guys at REI and they were like, you might get 500 miles out of a pair, but eh, it's going to be a push. Well, long story short, uh, I'm about 275 miles in and I'm losing tread really fast. And I've got climbing that's coming and maybe weather. And I can't really—I I just couldn't keep—I couldn't use the shoes for the entire trip. There was no way they were going to last. Uh, they'll be like—they'll be like bowling shoes, smooth on the bottom by the time I'm done, which is not—not not super safe. So I—I uh, I got online and started poking around, and trying to figure out where I could buy a pair. And there's not a ton of Hoka dealers in Spain, but there's a few. And I tried contacting a handful in Lyon and had very little success usually language was a problem i can't just get you know i don't have a car when i got here i couldn't just run all over Leon going go and shoe store to shoe store but it didn't look like i was going to be able to find a pair and i finally uh spoke to one guy who said well we're just going to have to put you in a, into a different brand and that made me really nervous because the number one thing people focus on over here is feet and so my feet are doing really well but that's because I've got a I got a certain sock I wear and a certain shoe and I can't really um, the prospect of changing shoes brands was just really kind of freaking me right. out. So right. so if I finally decided that maybe what I would do is I would see if I couldn't find a online store that uh, that had my shoe and could ship to my hotel somewhere in Leon or further down the road so that I could get them. And it was it was going to be complicated because it just had to land on the right day. And if it was a day late I'd be gone and right. And it felt like a bit of a crapshoot. So I found I found an online store that actually carried the brand that I wanted. I found the shoe and they had three sizes. They had like an eight, an eight and a half and a twelve and a half, which was my size. So nice. I I just freaked out. I'm like, oh my gosh, they have exactly my shoe, my the color of the shoe, as if that matters, and the size, which was super important. Now, so how do I thought, are you okay. get them? Yeah, that was the next thing. It's like, how do I now? How do I get them shipped to Lyon? And I went to the uh, contact page of the website and discovered it was a it was a brick and mortar store in Lyon that was using the site to market uh, odds and ends. And so I frantically contacted them and in my broken Spanish and their broken English pleaded for them to hold the shoes. Hold the shoes. Don't sell those shoes. And uh, so yesterday I I, I got into Leon and it was about a two kilometer hike to get after a fairly long day to get to the shoe store. It was on the other side of town and it said, this is a big city. And I got there, and there they were behind the counter on the floor. And uh, I'm thrilled. So I have a brand new pair of the exact size and model of shoe that I've been walking in. I wore them today around town and broke them in a little bit, and they're great. So um, uh, I'm very, very grateful. So the rest of my trip, feet-wise, I think should be should be good.
0: Well, a Camino miracle.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, can I add one more thing, Tony? It just yeah. maybe a little bit more serious note, but I I, I was contacted by a friend yesterday who um, decided at the last minute to to come over with his wife and hike and um, got to Grano and is he's like on a plane back to back to the states today. Just absolutely couldn't do it, and um, I was I was just gonna I was gonna say. For people that are considering doing this, it's an absolutely remarkable experience, and I would recommend it to anyone. But it is a serious challenge physically, and not to be taken lightly. And right. it requires a really structured, disciplined period of time to train and get ready. Um, and I was really sad for my friend. I felt it felt like a real loss for him, and he just uh, he just just flat out just couldn't do it.
0: Okay. Any, any other thoughts before we go?
1: No, no. I just thank you for the support. Um, I've gotten lots, lots of love online from folks watching uh, the few things that I'm posting on the program lost Instagram page. I haven't posted anything on Facebook, but just on Instagram. And um, I really appreciate the kind thoughts, everyone's support. Thank you for your support. You, you, You are, you are solely responsible for, me being over here because you had such a great experience in 2019 that it inspired me to do it so thank you and uh i look forward to getting back home and getting more podcasts moving
0: everybody that's producer mark we miss him uh but don't hurry back enjoy (laughs) yourself i will i will uh, we'll see you on the on the back side Everybody, thanks for spending a moment with us and just hearing producer Mark's story as he's in the middle of the thing that we so often talk about, uh, Fino de Santiago. And, and come join us at pilgrimlost.com and um, on Instagram and Facebook. Thanks so much. Thanks, Mark. Thanks for getting lost with us, Mark. Thank you for walking with us. To stay connected, visit us at pilgrimlost.com. Please comment share and respond.